What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Tonight, December 6th, we're going to be going over the week 14 start sits. Uh, any questions you guys have, please fire them away in the chat room. Um, basically, we're going to go over practice reports today. We're going to look at uh, some maybe some of the start sit charts. We'll look at a bunch of fantasy points allowed and some game lines and things like that. So whatever we can to get you guys prepped for week 14, it should be the final week of your regular season in fantasy football. So a lot to get into. Very exciting weekend. Hey, at this point, hopefully you have a bye week or, you know, at least a playoff seed wrapped up. And at this point, we're kind of just looking to coast into week 15. And uh, man, the fantasy playoffs, it's it's gone so quick. Um, it feels like it was just uh, July and we were talking about which players were drafting. But all of a sudden, here we are, week 14. Uh, I do have all the start sit charts available for you guys. There is a link in the description if you want to check it out. Tomorrow night's game, not sure if I'm going to be even watching this one, but Patriots and the Steelers. Steelers picked a win by about six points, 30 implied. This is probably the lowest point total I've seen in a game that I can remember. 30 points, man. First one to 10 wins, I think, is what it's going to be. So, ugly game tomorrow night but uh, hopefully you don't have too many fantasy implications in that game good evening to harris hope you're doing well fire up your questions whatever you need of course we're going to go over practice reports we'll look at all the things today uh, i do want to kind of just clip over some of the news and, and we'll kind of read that until some questions siphon in um well I, I remember talking about this last night um with harris um what's his name um not naji harris did not practice today or Tuesday. Uh, let me go see if I can find that blurb here for you. So it's not looking good for Najee Harris tomorrow night. So if you guys are waiting for Najee Harris, the fact that he was unable to practice both Tuesday and Thursday with the knee injury, not great news heading into a short week. So uh, just reading the tea leaves here, I'm assuming Najee Harris is not going to play. They're going to list him as a game time decision. But personally, I, I just don't like that he didn't practice all week. Even if he plays, I'm not super excited and get him in my lineup. Uh, hopefully, this means, I mean, if Jalen, like if you told me Jalen Warren's going to get all of the, the Steelers reps at running back this weekend, I think I think he's a must start. If you have Jalen Warren on your bench and we see Najee Harris gets ruled out for tomorrow night, I think you kind of got to just suck it up and, and throw Jalen Warren in there and basically hope for a touchdown, hope for 18, 20 touches and see what's going to happen there. It's Mitch Trubisky. They're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, and, and Trubisky's fine. He's, he's, a, he's a competent backup. The offense shouldn't look terrible. Uh, it's going to be an ugly game. But uh, I think, you know, right now it's leaning towards no Najee Harris. Probably got to play Jalen Warren where he got him. And, hey, good evening to Charlene. Hope you're doing well. Um, Harris is asking, Herbert or Justin Fields? Ugh. I've been getting um, a handful of Justin Herbert questions this week. And there's a good reason for that. The the Chargers just have not been playing well on offense. We did get an interesting note today that the Chargers are activating Joshua Palmer's 21-day practice window. So I like that. Uh, but the Chargers, they're going to get a tougher matchup here on paper. They're going to get um, – actually, it's a good matchup on paper. Where is the quarterback ranking here? They're getting the Broncos. And the Broncos right now rank 24th against quarterbacks here, 17.98 fantasy points per game. Let me just double check. I want to see if these two teams played earlier in the season. I don't know if they did or not. Uh, the Chargers are on their schedule twice. So we don't have a, a data point here. Uh, I think right now with, with Justin Herbert, like 
you're, you're hoping for, you know, 250 yards and a touchdown or two. So he, he's by far the safer play. But for me, I think you got to take Justin Fields in this one. It's a game where they're coming off a bye. They're at home. They're playing the Lions. And, hey, the Lions, you know, as much as we love their offense for fantasy football, their defense is not good right now. They're allowing the 28th most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, upwards of 20 points per game. Uh, and we did just have a, a data point not too long ago where the Bears beat the Lions in Detroit. And Justin Fields, I believe, had a pretty good game in that game back. It was his first game back. He comes in and throws for 169 yards and a touchdown. He also rushes 18 times for 104 yards. I think I think you take the Justin Fields ceiling. If you ask yourself who's more likely to get 20 points in this one, I think I'm going to go Justin Fields here, uh, Harris. Uh, and yeah, good catch here, Christian. Good evening, by the way. Uh, Taysom Hill did not practice today. Not sure what's up with Taysom Hill. If this is more just, uh, again, so Wednesdays are, are tough to predict what's going on here. Uh, we, we didn't hear of an injury from Taysom Hill, you know, from last week. Questionable with a foot injury. If he continues to miss practice, we'll be worried. But I think for now, I'm going to assume that he's okay. Uh, obviously, if he plays, I think he's worth a tight end start spot. Um, so we'll be monitoring Taysom Hill at the tight end spot here. Harris says, Joe Mixon or Jalen Warren, non-PPR. Oh, man. Um, Joe Mixon just had a nice game. The Bengals had a nice game here. Uh, but if 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 we get if we get word that Najee Harris is not playing tomorrow night, Harris, I think you just got to plug Jalen Warren in. And like we, we know Jalen Warren's been good all season. Um and we just we haven't been able to get a game without Najee Harris. And, and if that happens, we're looking at maybe 15 to 20 touches, which would be a season high for Jalen Warren. Right now, uh, you have Najee Harris projected 12.2 points, Jalen Warren about 11.8. That's in a full PPR setting. But man, oh man, you know, if we get that 15 carries game, he's got a chance at 100 yards. We know he's going to be heavily involved as a receiver. I think you probably got to play Jalen Warren uh, if no Najee Harris. And yeah, I honestly, I think, I mean, I don't know what the, the game lines are projecting here for this score, but it's going to be really bad. 18 to 12, Patriots Steelers, 18 to 12, I guess first one to 17 wins. Uh, essentially that should be the line, but honestly, I think it's first one to double digits is probably in control of that game. So ugly, ugly game, but Hey, this is the game script for Jalen Warren. I think if you have them, you got to find a way to get them in your lineups. Hey, Sport Dog, thanks for hanging out. Good evening. Hope you're doing well. It's been a while since we've seen you in the chats. Uh, eight team, six point uh, PPR here. Need two receivers and two flex. Right now, he's got Amon Ra, Nico Collins in the wide receiver. In one flex, I have Jaden Reed. Need one more. Jar Garrett Wilson, Gabe Davis, Rashi Rice. Um, So we're, we're going back to Zach Wilson for the Jets, which is interesting. I think that could actually... Be good for Garrett Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson's had time to kind of reboot and reset. And we've seen some good games uh, from the two when they've played together. So I don't hate Garrett Wilson. They're playing the Texans, though. It's a tough schedule. Um, it's in New York, which I like. But Texans are one of the better teams against wide receivers right now. You also have Kansas City uh, going up against Buffalo. So Gabe Davis, you know, it's, it's not an ideal matchup. We've seen Gabe, Gabe Davis blow up and have big games. We've seen him get a couple goose eggs at, at various points this year. So I'm not super trusting of Gabe Davis. But Rashid Rice, I think, offers probably your safest play 
The Bills do rank 11th against wide receiver. That's basically equal to Kansas City. So uh, I do like the game script for Buffalo, Kansas City. They are projected to score 47 points in that game. I think if, if I'm choosing a player, it's probably between Rasheed Rice and Garrett Wilson. I just I don't trust the floor of Gabe Davis. We've just seen him kind of all over the place. And right now, you're looking at Rasheed Rice here on ESPN and full PPR. He's projected 13.3 points. He's been really steady. His worst game in the last month and a half or last two months has been eight to nine points. So to me, I think I take this. I mean, he had eight for 64 against the Packers, nine targets, 10 targets his last two games here, eight catches in both of these games. I think to me, I'm playing Rasheed Rice. I'm attaching myself to Patrick Mahomes and I'm attaching myself to the highest point total of the options you sent me. So uh, I do agree with, with Jaden Reed. Uh, and I think I'm going to slide into Rasheed Rice, which may feel a little bit squeamish, but I think you got to roll the rookie wide receivers out right now. I don't think it's a terrible matchup for, for Garrett Wilson, uh, but again, his his range of outcomes, not super ideal. He does have a lot of targets coming his way, and maybe we see Zach Wilson kind of feed him, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Rashi Rice and Jaden Reed here, Sport Dog. Uh, good evening, Ryan. Uh, pick three full PPR. Pittman, Devontae, Olave, Gibbs, Javante, Deontay. Whew. All right, so that one's that one's a there's a lot of good names here. Uh, I think the the nature of Dallas and Eagles, you you probably have to go with Devonta Smith as one of the three, and then honestly, like Michael Pittman's just been so good all year. Uh, ESPN's ranking him as the fifth best wide receiver in this one. Uh, you, you probably got to roll with Pittman. He's had. 16 targets last weekend. He's had three straight games of 12 or more targets. I'm going to lock in Michael Pittman as one of the three, and I'm probably going to lock in Devonta Smith as my number two option. Uh, where number three comes into handy, you know, I, I really don't want to go with Deontay Johnson in a, in a low-scoring game with Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball. I don't really want to go with Javante Williams, who honestly has not really looked amazing the last few games, even though he's been healthy. Let me pull up those numbers here for – Javante ESPN's projecting him a decent amount of 13 fantasy points. He's hit 10 points in each of his last two games. Uh, it's just hard to come by touchdowns there for Javante Williams. So like, you know, to me, this, this is between Chris Olave and Jameer Gibbs. I do like Jameer Gibbs quite a bit. They're ranking him pretty high here on ESPN. The last game that they played, he went eight for 36 as a rusher, six for 59 as a receiver. And he did run a touchdown. So 21.5 points in that game. That's a, that's a pretty safe floor. I think with the potential of um, Derek Carr not playing this one, I think it's pretty safe to say Jameis Winston's going to be starting. Chris Olave has been hot. I think with Jameis Winston here, I'm, I'm probably going to say Olave offers you the highest ceiling. He's a guy that can get you 30 points, 20, 20, 25 points, something like that. So uh, I'm going to go Pittman, Devonta, and then it's, Really tough between Olave and Gibbs. I, I think Gibbs is the safe play just because he's a running back and he's going to get touches against the Bears. But I think I'm going to ride the hot hand with Chris Olave here, Ryan. Uh, Sports Dog says he's using Jalen Warren and James Cook in my two RB spots. I also have Zach Moss and Zach Charbonnet. Would you make any changes? Um, I'm I'm going to shy away from Charbonnet for sure. And I know he, he missed practice today. He's in jeopardy of not playing this weekend. So... We'll keep an eye on the Seattle running backs. Charbonnet questionable the knee injury and Kenneth Walker. I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to play this weekend. So like there's a chance Charbonnet plays, but uh, either way, like it's, it's a really bad matchup, you know, against the 49ers here. So I'm going to cross Charbonnet off the list. 
The guy that's intriguing, though, is Zach Moss, and ESPN's projecting him almost 17 fantasy points. Last weekend was not great, 7.7 points, 9 points the week before. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of – I think we're, we're, we're wishful thinking here. Uh, but for me, like Jalen Warren is the guy, and I think James Cook in a, in a positive game script here where there should be a lot of points. I, I like James Cook. And James Cook, has been he's been pretty good pretty much all year long, especially his last three games. You're seeing some consistency, three straight games of double-digit carries. He's getting catches. I think you're locked into with the best uh, floor and ceilings here. Jalen Warren and James Cook make sense to me. Uh, Harris says, Flowers or Garrett Wilson, non-PPR? Hmm. Hmm. Let's look at Garrett, uh, let's look at Zay Flowers because um, he's a really good player. He's still a little bit inconsistent. You see two of his last five games, he's only had two startable games, and those have all come in the last three weeks. His targets are kind of all over the place, sometimes as low as four, sometimes as high as eight, even tens and elevens up here. Um, but for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with and, and I, I feel pretty strongly about this. I, I think Garrett Wilson's a safe play. I know he's been pretty annoying for fantasy managers, especially because we drafted him thinking Aaron Rodgers would be the guy. But uh, pretty much every game that he's played with Zach Wilson, he's had double-digit targets. So uh, I'm going to go with the guy that's got potential to get 10, 12, 14 targets. That's going to be Garrett Wilson for me. Uh, I, I just feel safe with his floor of 60 to 80 yards. And I know the touchdowns haven't been there, but, you know, he did catch one, you know, week 12. We could see some more some more touchdowns coming his way to finish the season. So I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Pollard or Gibbs? Whew. So I know you're probably looking at that bright red first overall ranking against Tony Pollard. I guess in ESPN's case, it's second. The Eagles are very good against running back, but they've been kind of leaky the last three games here. I know they've played three amazing teams, but I, I would classify Dallas as one of those amazing teams. So San Francisco ran for a buck 16 and a touchdown. Buffalo ran for 92 and Buffalo can't really run the ball. And Kansas City ran for 116. So uh, there is a little bit of fantasy points flowing to the running back position against this, uh, against this Eagles defense. So I, I kind of like Tony Pollard, but man, for me, I, I'm probably going to go with the safe Jameer Gibbs. I think you're looking at a game here where I expect the Lions to control it. The weather's not going to be super nice either. Um, again, Gibbs, he had six catches in that game against Chicago early in the year. Even if you remove the touchdown, he still scored 15 fantasy points. So to me, I think you're probably looking at Gibbs in between 11 and 21 points, somewhere in between these two games where, yeah, he could get, you know, 54 yards rushing and, and 20 yards receiving, something like that, 70 to 80 yards and a handful of catches. I think I'm going to take the safe floor of Jameer Gibbs here. Uh, and, you know, we saw Pollard play against the Eagles a couple weeks back, and he honestly, he didn't look very good. He had 12 carries for 51 yards as a rusher, which was fine. Three for 12 as a receiver, so only nine points in that game against Philadelphia earlier in the year. Uh, he's been scoring touchdowns lately, which has been nice, but I think I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs, who I believe offers a safer floor and uh, honestly a higher ceiling. Who? Jamar Chase, baby. I think, I think, and I, I remember Harris, when you, um, you came to me and asked like, what are we doing with the Bengals? What are we doing with Jamar Chase? I wanted to hold because I, I, I thought there might be something there with Jake Browning. I didn't think he'd go out and throw for 340 whatever yards he threw for, but uh, I had a potential thought that maybe a backup quarterback just 
pummels his number one receiver with targets. And we know Jamar Chase is a guy that can earn targets. So we have a two-game sample here from Jamar Chase with Jake Browning. Four for 81, six targets in this game, 12-point floor here. I think that's the safe floor that I'm looking for. And then obviously this 31-point game, you know, that was his second best game of the season. I don't know if we're going to see another game like this, but you're probably looking at, you know, seven to eight targets in this game, five, six receptions, 70 something yards, something like that. So I believe Chase offers a pretty safe floor. And honestly, like Mike Evans has just been balling all year long. He's been one of my, Mike Evans is probably my biggest miss at the wide receiver position. I just didn't think it was going to happen with Baker Mayfield, but the dudes caught five touchdowns in the last four games. Arguably he's one of the most consistent receivers in fantasy football. He's had two games under 10 points in fantasy football. So to me, you know, it, it's a tough matchup going up against Atlanta. We know Atlanta, uh, it, it doesn't make sense, but they're, they're really good against opponent wide receivers for some reason. They haven't allowed a wide receiver touchdown since week nine. Um, we saw these two teams play earlier in the year, and let's take a look at what Mike Evans did in that game against Atlanta. Six for 82 and a touchdown, 20 fantasy points. I think you probably I, – I honestly, I think Mike Evans is a safer play, but I'm going to go with the upside play. I'm going to play Jamar Chase, but either way, like these are two – we're talking two top ten receivers here. I, I, I wish there was somebody else that we could sit and send it instead of these guys, uh, but I'm going to go Jamar Chase, uh, who has some momentum right now. And good evening to Brian. Hope you're doing well, bud. Evan Ingram or Taysom Hill. Um, so we covered this earlier. I'm not sure what's going on with Taysom Hill. He did not practice today with a foot injury. We're going to monitor that. Uh, I do think there's potential for Evan Ingram to be a highly targeted player for CJ Beathard. We've seen CJ Beathard a couple times, uh, with San Francisco. And I believe he, he targeted, you know, George Kittle a lot. He's good at throwing the tight end and getting the ball out quickly. So, uh, I'm not afraid of playing Evan Ingram. We saw Evan Ingram, you know, coming off his best fantasy game of the year, 23 points, nine for 82 on nine targets. I, I think it's pretty safe to play just Evan Ingram in a game here. I know it's Cleveland and Cleveland is, they're the number one team against the tight end position. They have not allowed uh, week four. They allowed Mark Andrews to catch two touchdowns, but other than that, they've been under 10 fantasy points each game. So I, I kind of want to stay away from this. Maybe I'm changing my mind here. If Taysom Hill is going to be healthy and he's ready to roll, I will go with Taysom Hill just because I'm nervous about Jacksonville's offense. And, you know, Taysom Hill's floor is four to eight points, you know, but his upside is, he's you know, 20 points and a rushing touchdown, something like that. So I'm going to go with Taysom Hill here as long as he checks out and he's able to practice over the next couple of days. Ritter, Winston, or DeVito, I know sucks. Ugh. Um... This is a good question. I, I kind of want to go with Jameis Winston. I'm fairly certain we're not going to see Derek Carr play. We've seen Jameis Winston play about a half of football here against Minnesota. He came in and he just threw a bunch of touchdowns, played a little bit in Detroit, didn't really do too much here. But uh, I know they're, like, they're not afraid to let it rip with Jameis Winston. So I think he offers you the highest ceiling. Uh, but as far as the safest floor play, it's probably Desmond Ritter. Uh, we've seen him rush for touchdowns at various points this, this year. You know, if, if you're cool at saying, Hey, I just want my nine to 10 points with the upside, you know, of 16 to, to 26 points. I think that's probably where you go. He did play Tampa Bay pretty well. He did rush for a touchdown in that game. So, you know, 
Tampa Bay does allow quarterback points here. So I don't hate Ritter. I think he's your safest play, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to lean a little bit more on the risky side and go with Jameis Winston here. I'm going to ignore DeVito. I just, I'm not excited about uh, the Giants offense. Uh, pick two, Cooks, Addison, Downs, Higgins, Watson. Hate that he plays Monday night. I, I think we're going to see Christian Watson sit this game. Uh, there's no practice report for Green Bay because they, they play Monday night. So uh, I'm assuming Watson's not going to play in this one. He pulled the hamstring at the end of the game, and it probably makes sense. Like, they're playing the Giants. They shouldn't need Christian Watson to win this game. And all of a sudden, the, the Packers are thinking playoffs. So it makes sense for them to to try and win this game without Watson, maybe even without Aaron Jones. So I'm going to rule Watson out of this. I, I think you're probably looking at probably looking at Brandon Cooks, man. One of the hottest uh, stashes right now. And he's a guy that is still widely available in a lot of leagues, but he's just been playing so good. Let me take a look here, see where I can find Brandon Cooks. So his last few games... 16 points, 17 points, 7 points, and 32 points. He did have a dud of 1.7, but then there's a 14.2 and a 15. So I think at this point, like, I'm just going to set Brandon Cooks in my lineup and forget about it. Like, he's been catching touchdowns. You know, the targets aren't really there, but he's he's in a really big play offense. And, man, this matchup against Philadelphia, they rank dead last against wide receivers. I believe they also rank 31st against quarterback points. Uh, and, and Brandon Cooks had a good game, I think, against them uh, not too long ago. So he did go. Actually, that was one of his bad games. One for seven. I'm going to I'm gonna play Brandon Cooks here. Just the matchup, the Cowboys offense, it's too good to ignore. Slightly concerned about Addison, who hadn't been playing his best. And now Justin Jefferson's back. I'm probably going to shy away from Jordan Addison here. Uh, I'm open to Josh Downs, but I, I think I'm going to play T. Higgins here. And ESPN kind of likes T. Higgins in this week. Let me see if I can find him here. Higgins finally came back last week from his hamstring injury. He only earned three targets, but three for 36. I, I think that's his bare minimum floor. A game against Indianapolis where they're, they're probably going to be focused on Jamar Chase. I, I would expect a slight bump forward for T. Higgins here. And, man, he's, he's got a good chance of catching a touchdown. I don't know if Josh Downs is going to be catching touchdowns, but Downs is a safe floor option. I didn't like what he did last week against Tennessee. That was a great matchup, but he didn't come through. Um, so. I said a lot of words. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks and T. Higgins here. Uh, there, Brian. Uh, Harris says, I can sit Keenan Allen if need be. Oh, man. Um, whew, are we sitting Keenan Allen, guys, in a non-PPR league? Whew, that's tough. I mean, the dude's just a lock for 80, 90 yards, Harris. I, th I think I'm going to start. I think I'm going to rank them as Jamar, Keenan, Mike Evans. I think that's how I'm going to rank them. That's tough. <laughs> you got a good team, though, dude. Uh, Charlene says, love players that their contract ends. They have a tendency to do better than players that have a couple of years left in their deals. And, yeah, that's um, that's something that I need to do better of looking at in the summer and making videos for you guys. I want to look at players that are in their contract year. Um I think I did one for the running backs this year and I did identify Michael Pittman jr. As a guy that's in a contract year and I should have drafted more of him. Uh, I, I didn't get as much of him as I wanted to, uh, but I do like this idea by Charlene Kincaid or Nijoku. Uh, overall, I'm not too concerned about Dawson Knox coming back. I do think that he's going to be fine with Dawson Knox, but man, oh man, like, 
Joe Flacco throwing the ball here. Even though Njoku had a bad game, you're still seeing six targets. I, I think I'm going to give Njoku the benefit of the doubt. He's been playing lights out for the last one, two, three, four, five. He's been double digits for six straight games. And we got Joe Flacco throwing the ball here. We just saw Jake Browning throw for 350 yards against the uh, the Jags here. So I'm going to I'm gonna go Njoku as the safe play. I do like Kincaid, but uh, the Chiefs do present a little bit stiffer matchup here. And hey, Brian, thank you, man. I appreciate the super chat. Um, and hey, next year we're gonna get we're gonna get. To, I have a few people that I have to kick out of the the fellowship league, but I, I have room for Brian for sure. I'm gonna try and get Charlene in there as well, and uh, maybe a couple other people in the chat. But I appreciate the super flex, Brian. Um, it's always fun. It's always fun to hang out with you guys, uh, whether it's Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. I, it doesn't matter. I like hanging out and answering questions. And honestly, uh, just doing these shows, it's good for me, too, because like we're uncovering information and looking at things that I probably wouldn't have looked at, you know, if I'm just by myself seeing things. So I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Superflex. Superflex is my favorite. Um, it's my favorite format just because the drafts are the draft is wild. Uh, let me show you guys. So on my my website. I have this OG tab and this is just for my guys that are in my league, but we have, I posted the draft board and the draft board is just kind of wild. Like you got QBs going in the first and second round. It's, it's just kind of all over the place. So if you guys are bored and want to look at my OG league, you know, this is my most important league. It's been going for 13, 14 years and Superflex just creates a lot of fun. Luckily guys, I, I mean, I hit Dak Prescott in the fifth round. I came back and I hit Purdy and Sam Howell. So I found a pocket for quarterbacks this year that I think ended up pretty well. And my top three picks were Chase Lamb and Metcalf. So I just, I think Superflex is probably the most fun format that you can play. My league has been talking about tight end premium and things like that, but uh, maybe, maybe, I, I, Hey, I'm open in the fellowship fun league. Uh, that's what we call it where there's a few of the listeners in here. I'm open to doing, some different scoring formats next year. If you guys want to try tight end premium, you know, something like we can, we can kind of vote on some things and let the league evolve, but uh, I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, cheers to you, my man. Charlene says no fob left Thursday morning. Waiver wire is open. See who is left. I usually plan ahead before these things happen. And Hey, that's a great idea for me. Uh, and I can show you guys the setting that I use here. This is my most important league. If I go into the league settings on ESPN, let me just do some zoom in here. Let me roll on down to the waiver wire system. So uh, we do free agent budget. We do no limit uh, for acquisition limit. And then I do this two-day waivers, which is what Charlene's talking about here. So uh, instead of, uh, we had the waiver wire show last night. Everyone's asking waiver wire questions because the waivers are going to be processed at 2 a.m. or whatever it is. And you wake up on Wednesday morning and get your guys. Well, if you set it to two-day waivers, it pushes it back to tonight. So tonight is the night that I get to enter in my waiver claims. And also like Charlene, I have $0 left uh, I'm looking at adding players for for free, and uh, here's here's what I'm looking at in my competitive league here. Again, at Superflex leagues, you got Jameis Winston, Bethard, Trubisky, and Zach Wilson. So potentially four starting quarterbacks are available, but man, the flexes are 
pretty bad. We're talking Jalen Hyatt, Wandell Robinson, Trey Palmer, Latavius Murray. I do like Parker Washington. He's going to be a guy that I'm trying to add, but otherwise my waiver wire is pretty beat up. Uh, I really don't need anyone this week. I'll freak out on week 16. Yeah, but hey, you know, this is the week to um, – I think week 14, There's, there's, it's weird because you have – this is the last week that you have – you know, whether you're in a 10 or 12-man league, this is the last week that you're going to have the whole league adding players in the waiver wire pool. So, you know, adding players this week, I think, is, a, is an advantage. You want to add basically a player that you're like, hey, I might not need this player for week 14, but week 15, 16, 17, you know, there's a chance here. So I do think there's an advantage to uh, to making a move, adding someone this week, and uh, letting the playoff chips fall where they fall. Harris says, Mitchell or Alexander Madison? That's a good question. What are we doing with Alexander Madison off the bye? We really haven't been super excited about the Vikings offense, but now that JJ's back, there should be more opportunities for touchdowns. Madison, the last three games in, in a full PPR, 8.37, 4.3. I think I'm just going to play Keaton Mitchell, man. Uh, Keaton Mitchell going up against the Rams. I know it's a tough matchup on paper, but Mitchell... His usage has been going up the last couple of games. I know it wasn't great against Cincinnati. It was better against the Chargers. And, and guess what? He's being like he's being used more as a receiver, uh, especially the first couple of games. They did not trust him as a receiver. Now he's getting you know up to two catches per game. I, th I think there's opportunity here for Mitchell. We know he can take any big play to the house. Uh, it's a home game. I, I think I'm going to lean towards Keaton Mitchell. And basically, I'm, I'm swinging for upside. Like, what's the best case? The best case scenario for Alexander Madison is, you know, 16, 17 points. He falls in the end zone, whatever. We, we've seen a 20-point game from Keaton Mitchell here on just nine carries. If, if he comes out after the bye and gets 14 carries for 118 yards and two touchdowns, I'm not going to be surprised. So I'm swinging for the fences here, uh, and especially Harris. Like, it's week 14. If, you're, if you are in the playoffs and you feel good, about, hey, like my team's good. I'm in the playoffs. I don't have to worry about winning or losing this game. Play Keaton Mitchell. Like, have some fun with it. I think Keaton Mitchell's the more exciting high player. Uh, tight end wide receiver slot. Okay, I like that. That's kind of fun. Uh, my, um, my league, this is my most important league. And we've been talking about removing the tight end slot altogether and basically just having a, um, uh, a, either a third flex or we do wide receiver slash tight end. It's just, it's annoying drafting tight ends because there's only one or two guys or three guys that stick. And Hey, you know, on a given week, there's only a handful of tight ends that do any good anyway. So like, if we look at last week, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine tight ends last week scored over 10 fantasy points. Like, it's kind of a shit show. The tight end position, it, it really sucks. And I think adding a tight end slash receiver slot is kind of fun. Um, and again, my league has been talking about eliminating the tight end position. We're kind of waiting for Travis Kelsey to retire. So we don't have to worry about it, but essentially you get rid of this tight end slot here. You can even, you know, if you wanted to, you could put in another flex or you could do that wide receiver slash tight end flex that uh, Charlene's talking about here. So fun option here. We have consolation games too. Well, I mean, it depends on your league format. Like if you guys play in leagues where, you know, there's money on the line or there's a consolation trophy or, you know, a toilet bowl trophy, 
by all means do it for, for my leagues. We basically, for my leagues, if you don't make the playoffs, like we just end it and we, we just don't want the non-playoff teams adding players off the waiver wire, you know, making trades, doing anything that might interfere with the champion. So uh, that it's an interesting, you know, topic to discuss because honestly, like, you know, weeks 15, 16 and 17, do you want the last place team, you know, adding the best player, you know, in the, in the waiver wire pool, or do you want to just let the players playing for the championship duke it out? Uh, For the most part, my league, we don't do anything for the consolation and we just kind of let it be. If if you take last during the regular season, it, it, we just kind of freeze it, and that's kind of how it is. But uh, something to think about, you know. For me, I like I like an uninterrupted championship playoff. So that's just kind of how we roll. But uh, there's a lot of ways to do it, you know. And, and hey, I don't I don't mind putting money on the line for last place if you win the consolation bracket, whatever. But uh, for me. I don't want any obtrusions or any fu- I don't want any funny business in the playoffs. I just want the best teams that are in the playoffs making sure that they can add their players and, and not have to worry about outbidding some Joe Schmo in 11th place trying to not finish last. Um you might have missed it earlier sport dog but I covered this. I think you got to play Jalen Warren because it, it sure looks like Najee Harris isn't playing. If Najee Harris were to surprisingly play tomorrow night, I think I might sub in Zach Moss. I'm not going to play Charbonnet. One, it's a terrible matchup against the 49ers. Uh, we, we just saw this two weeks ago. And he is dinged up. Like They, they said his knees had been swollen after that game in week 13 here. So I, I don't think Charbonnet's in the cards. For me, I'm playing James Cook for sure. If no Najee, I'll play Warren. You can convince me to play Zach Moss if um, – if, if Najee plays, but I think you're probably just set with, with Warren and James Cook here, sport dog. Pick one from Harris. Nah, uh, pick one PPR. Madison, James Cook, Javante, Flowers, or Brandon Cooks. So um, I think we're going to lock in Brandon. I feel bad, dude, because like Brandon Cooks, man. I, I've been telling – I think Harris has been asking me about Brandon Cooks for the last month, and I think every time I've said, no, we'll wait on Brandon Cooks. But at the, I think at this point, man, Dallas offense is just too good to ignore. Brandon Cooks catches touchdowns, and that's kind of what he's done throughout his career. I'm actually looking for Brandon Cooks right now to see where I can find him. Uh, but I, I think he's a good play, man. You want to take advantage of this green 32 matchup that we're seeing from Brandon Cooks. I know he didn't play well back in week nine against the Eagles, but – the dude's been basically 80 yards or in, in a touchdown since the last two months. So I like I like Brandon Cooks a lot. Your safest play is James Cook, however. Uh, I, I do think James Cook's, you know, good for 10 to 12 points. Um, it, it really depends. Harris, it really depends. Like if this team needs to make the playoffs and you need to score a lot of points, I'm swinging the fences on Zay Flowers or Brandon Cooks because these are the guys that are going to get you 20 points. Uh, I don't think James Cook's going to get you 20. I don't think Madison's going to get you 20. I don't think Javante's going to get you 20. Those running backs are like, you're safe 10 to 12 points. So if all, if that's all you need to do too, if you just need to play it safe, I'm going James Cook. If you need to swing for the fences and you're like, hey, I got I to, you know, the number one seed's on the line. I got to try and get as many points as I can. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks. So one of the Cooks, Brandon or James. 
And yeah, getting sniped too is never fun. Uh, my, my league, we, we kind of have like a gentleman's agreement where it's like, if you're not in the playoffs, please, you know, your season's over. Don't be dumb. Let, let the guys trying to win the money uh, make the moves here because, you know, I just, we, we, we just, we just think that it's a, it's a more, I don't know what the words I'm looking for here, but it just seems right. Uh, basically, if I don't make the playoffs, I don't care. I'm going to let the other teams duke it out. And if I finish last, I finish last. But just just my, my two cents there. Uh, and Brian, Brian, is any interest in Levis? They'll have to throw a lot against Miami, I figure. Um, I'm wondering, did you sign into another... I'm, so did Jersey Slim change his name? Ritter, Winston, or DeVito? I, I'm not really interested in Will Levis. I know. So what's weird is Will Levis looked really good against Pittsburgh. That one, that one Thursday night game, he looked good. I just, I don't trust it. The floor is not great. The ceiling is not anything. He had the big banger against Atlanta, but I just, I don't trust Will Levis. I, I'd rather go with Winston. I'd rather go with Ritter, one of those two guys. So I'm going to say no interest in Will Levis here. And yeah, they, they can, you know, throw the ball against Miami, but uh, you're also potentially without Derrick Henry in this game, just without another weapon on offense, man. Like I don't see it. I, I, I just don't trust it. It's at Miami as well. I'm, I'm going to stay away from the Titans offense. Bonuses are fun. Um, you know, I know DraftKings and maybe FanDuel does it too, but like when you guys play on your daily leagues, you know, you get a hundred yard bonus, you get two extra points or whatever. I think I'm interested in that. Um, ESPN, you know, ESPN gets a lot of shit from people on mainstream, you know, media and, and fantasy leagues, but I actually really like ESPN. It's my favorite. Um, ESPN is my favorite app on Sunday because they, they, they just do a good job of showing the games and, and all the league, uh, you know, all the plays, all the, the game tracker app is the best, but what I like about ESPN here is you can get pretty customizable with the scoring settings. So if you come into here, you get a 40 or 50 yard bonus. You can get a first, like I like, you know, a receiving first down, even if it's a half a point, I think that's interesting. You know, you have your hundred or 200 yard game, you can get points per target. Uh, and then you can even do like customized by position. So like if we wanted to add that for tight ends, like, Hey, like we, we can say tight ends get, um, Every tight end reception, you get 1.5. That's your tight end premium. We can do uh, every tight end gets a first down. They get an extra point, something like that. There's a lot of little wrinkles in the ESPN app that I think go unnoticed here. So I'm, I'm open to, to adding some bonuses. I'm open to adding – I kind of really like the tight end first down one because it, it makes tight ends like – you know, there's, there's only like eight or 10 good ones that we're using, but Hey, if you get an extra one or two first downs per game, that's just more points. That's interesting to me. So I don't mind juicing some of these numbers here, but uh, if you're a commissioner, look around on ESPN, there's a lot of different customizations you guys can do uh, on the league settings. Um, hey, no problem. Sport dog. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to stick with James Cook and Jalen Warren there, bud. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, especially if it's like a brand new league where there's all new people in it, you know, make sure they know the rules. That's definitely one of the, uh, the, the, the best parts, uh, is make sure everybody knows the rules. Good evening to David, uh, JSN or Brees Hall this week for a flex full PPR. I'm going to stick with Brees Hall. I know he hasn't been great. I actually think there's some optimism here 
um, for the Jets offense. I mean, they're returning to Zach Wilson. And I think the offense had been, it, it had been functional with Zach Wilson. I know he wasn't winning games. I know he, he got benched and all that good stuff, but I think there's room here for Brees Hall. It's a game against the Houston Texans where Texans are average against the running back and, and, and Brees Hall. He's been average the last two games with Tim Boyle, but guess what? He's still got 10 and 11 points. He's still a receiving weapon out of the backfield here. I'm going to take the free points with Brees Hall. Basically, I'm just hoping that he can run. I mean, he hasn't run for more than 28 yards in four straight games. He's been more like a receiver the last couple of weeks here. Maybe they commit to him and he can break off a long run or two. I'm going to stick with, with Brees Hall. I know JSN has been playing well, but it's a tough matchup against the 49ers. Uh, what did JSN do in that Thanksgiving game here? He did okay, two for 41. I just I don't see a ceiling here, uh, whereas I see Brees has a safe double-digit floor. He's also got the ceiling to rip off a 70, 80-yard touchdown run. Uh, we changed the name. All right. Uh, David says, in Gino versus Desmond Ritter. Ooh. Uh, let me look at the Geno Smith numbers from that San Fran game. 7.3, which was his worst game of the year. Um, but he's also coming off his best game of the year. I, I think I want to lean Geno Smith here. I know he didn't play great on Thanksgiving night. He was kind of dinged up in that game. Uh, I remember Drew Locke was warming up at some point for, minute, for an injury, but I think I'm going to lean with Geno Smith here. He offers the highest ceiling, and I know his floor is 7 to 10 points, but that's also kind of um, – or his floor is 7 to 10 points, but I, that's also kind of the floor for Desmond Ritter here. So I'm going to shoot for the guy that has, you know, DK Metcalf catching three touchdowns, Tyler Lockett, JSN. Um, I'm going to shoot for the ceiling here. I, th I think it's with Geno Smith here, David. Uh, 10 plus for your bench. Okay. So I play in a couple dynasty leagues, uh, in our, in our dynasty leagues have, you know, have the benches. We have a ton of guys on bench. Uh, my most important league we do, this is what we do. We do super flex. So you have the QB up here, the OP offensive player down here, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end and two flexes. So we've removed kickers and defenses altogether. It just eliminates a lot of bullshit and headaches. And then we only leave seven players on the bench, but we do have extra IR spots because the season gets long and you just need those IR spots sometimes. But I always want more bench spots. Uh, I think in a 12-man league, I think seven to eight bench spots is probably prime because otherwise the waiver wire gets a little, little thin. Yeah, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Um, Brian says I played a super flex league before, which gave extra points for longer reception CDs, which was cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm open to that. And in my league, you know, we're in our 13, 14th year. We're always looking for ways to improve the, the, you know, the process. One thing that I wish, um, was a setting that I could choose is, and it depends if you play on sleeper or Yahoo or ESPN, <clears throat> but I wish there was a setting where for every, you know, reception, you know, you get a full point per reception. I wish I could tier it where, you know, if you catch a pass behind the line of scrimmage, it's, it's no, it's no points. If you catch a pass zero to five yards, it's, it's, you know, half a point. If it's, you know, anything greater than five yards, it's a full point, something like that. I wish I could kind of tier, you know, how long the catch is made at, uh, because, 
you know, a screen pass, there's really no skill to catching that point and we get a point for it anyway. So that's one thing that I've been super interested in is I, I wish I could set parameters to how long the catch is and, and kind of go from there because I think there's skill involved. Uh, you know, the longer the play, the more involved, uh, you know, the skill is for that catch. Uh, do you think Dalton Schultz or Shahid will play? I don't think Shahid's going to play. Uh, let me look at the Saints report here. He, again, I believe did not practice today. He's got a thigh injury. I'm very interested in Rashid Shahid, though. If if Jameis Winston's going to be the quarterback, and I just I have a hunch, guys, that the rest of the year, uh, I don't know if we're going to see Derek Carr again this season. He's coming off two concussions in the last two or three weeks. He's got shoulder issues. He's got back issues. The Saints are slowly losing their season. It just doesn't doesn't look good for Derek Carr. We've seen Derek Carr. I think Jameis Winston maybe gives them more excitement on offense right now. So uh, with Jameis Winston, I do like Shahid, but I, I just don't think he's going to play this week. As for Dalton Schultz, he hurt the hamstring uh, in week 12, didn't play in week 13. He again, uh, he got a limited practice in today. So I feel better about Dalton Schultz maybe playing than I do about Shahid. Uh, we're going to need more information on this. I, I think... I think maybe Schultz plays, but I, I don't really have a strong feeling. If I had to guess right now, I think both guys are probably not fantasy starting. You know, they're, they're, they're not starters we want in our lineup this week. And yeah, I like the two to three IR slots. Uh, I think every league at least needs two because, you know, I think about the teams that had Nick Chubb or, you know, Justin Jefferson who missed a bunch of time. You know, there's a lot of players that, you know, are really good players and you can't really, you know, be burning bench spots to hold out a guy for three, four, five weeks. Uh, Justin Fields was out for a bit. You know, there's a lot of players that uh, you basically, you need a, I think you need at least two IR spots because you know, say you had Justin Jefferson and you ended up getting Justin Fields on the same team. Like, you know, your season is stuck. If you, if you can't move those guys to IR and you're stuck holding them on your bench, you really can't add players Always two two IR spots at least. Uh, Twenty years, all right. Um, my most important league we uh, we started in 2010, so this is our 14th season. Uh, in 13 years, we've only had I think four or five winners, so we've had a lot of repeat winners. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun group here. Uh, all, all guys that I graduated high school with. Uh, Jags injury report is fun, and yeah, I think that's a product of Monday Night Football. Um, you know, they had a tough, grueling matchup here. Obviously, Christian Kirk's out for the rest of the regular season. Trevor Lawrence, so I don't think he's going to play this weekend. But I, I do think there's a uh, – overall, just listening to Trevor Lawrence and in the reports and the interviews today, there was like a huge exhale, a sigh of relief that this wasn't that serious of an injury, especially as bad as it looked, you know, in, in real time. I, I think there's a chance Trevor Lawrence plays Weeks 15. Um, and with, with Christian Kirk being out, Pick up Zay Jones. Pick up Parker Washington. I think those guys could be fun for the fantasy playoffs. And, hey, good evening to Chase. Hope you're doing well. Mm, Dalton Schultz or Jerry Judy half PPR? Hmm. I Personally, I don't know if I trust Dalton Schultz in his first game back from a hamstring injury. Um, the Texans are playing the Jets. It's a great matchup for tight ends here. But with Brevin Jordan getting in the mix, I don't know if I trust Dalton Schultz this week. I think I'm going to play Jerry Judy. And even though I know Jerry Judy, Judy's been a hard player to trust all season long, but hey, he's getting, 
he's getting the Chargers, and the Chargers are one of the worst defenses in football. Uh, Jerry Judy, it's been a rough month or so, but I think I'm going to take my chances with Jerry Judy here. Stroud or Tua this week? You got to go with Tua. Uh, it's a tough matchup for Stroud, and I, honestly, I think losing Tank Dell hurts quite a bit. You also have them being on the road against the New York Jets. The Jets are a little bit different team at home. I don't know if I trust that. I'm taking Tua Tagovailoa here against the Titans. It's a great matchup. Tua, you, you know, you're attaching yourself to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and some of their weapons there. I know Tua hasn't been great his last four games, but I think I'm going to roll with the trusted veteran here. The more benches, the more you need to research players. That's the fun. I'm retired. All right. Um, I, I do agree with that. And, and for me, uh, over the years in fantasy football, I've made my, 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 my best pickups are from not bidding on players, not from picking them up through the waiver wire. It's picking up the guys a week or two ahead of time that all of a sudden begin to, to get more playing time. So that's what I like to look at. I like to look and especially like it, even if you don't have a, a pro football focus um, subscription guys, they have like my, my favorite article to look at every week is these, these snap counts. And these are free. You guys should be looking at these. If you're serious about winning fantasy football, you guys should know that chase Brown had nine carries. You know, he, he, he emerged as the RB two here. So chase Brown, one of those guys that I'm looking at picking up for free and putting him on my bench, just in case something happens to Joe Mixon. And Hey, now that Jake Browning has shown signs of life for this offense, you know, there's hope here. If Mixon were to go down, I think Chase Brown's a viable fantasy starter. Uh, and yeah, the snap counts, the routes, the targets, the carries, they all these all these matter here. Uh, I thought it was funny that the O-line man, Walker Little, that stepped on the T-log got pulled right after. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was ugly. It, it looked, um, I, I thought it was pretty serious when it, when it happened in real time. Uh, and then when he, when he threw his helmet, that's when I knew it was real. But yeah, Walker Little uh, got sent to the trenches after. Uh, Elijah Moore, Washington, full PPR. Uh, right now, it, it does look like Amari Cooper's not going to play. Uh, he is questionable. He did not practice today with a concussion. And typically, we've seen this pretty much, this has been pretty consistent. If you get a concussion on Sunday, you're going to miss one game. There's only been a handful of players that have gotten a concussion and played the next game here. So uh, assuming Amari Cooper's out, you got to play Elijah Moore. He had 12 targets. I know he only caught four of them, but they were for 83 yards. And if he's the number one receiver for Joe Flacco, I want Elijah Moore in my lineup. Uh, I do think you should add Parker Washington, though. He's a good player, and he's going to feast, I think, in the slot role where Christian Kirk thrives. So uh, I'm going to go Elijah Moore here. And, hey, can always uh, can always agree. Uh, Victor, thanks for hanging out, man. Um, would be nice this week. I got uh, CD and Stefan at wide receiver, but flex can't decide. Kieran. DJ Moore, Zach Moss. Hope you're having a good night. Hey, we're having a great night here. Thank you for your question, Victor. Uh, this is your first time with us. Welcome. Uh, let's break this down. Let's pull up uh, some of the names here on his list here. Kieran Williams, man. I, man, oh man. I, I think <clears throat> I think every week that he's played a game and he's finished the game, the dude's been a top 10 running back. So like, I, I think Kieran Williams is probably going to be my answer here. I know the matchup's really tough against Baltimore, but you know, when push comes to, to shove, I, I think they just continue to give him the ball. And uh, if, if we're looking at the averages on the season, 
Freaking Kyrie Williams averages 21 fantasy points. I do like DJ Moore, though. Uh, I think he's probably your safest play. Uh, he did have a nice game against Detroit two weeks ago, seven for 96 and a touchdown. He also had a great game against Minnesota. Even though he didn't score a touchdown, he still scored 22 fantasy points. So uh, I'm going to probably rule out Zach Moss in this question. It's an okay matchup. You know, Zach Moss last week, 19 for 51, two for six as a receiver. Like, I understand there's going to be volume here for Zach Moss. It's against Cincinnati. We just saw Travis Etienne play decently uh, in this matchup here. So I'm I'm okay with Zach Moss. But if I'm going to play a running back, I'm going to play Kieran Williams. And uh, honestly, it's between DJ Moore and Kieran Williams here, Victor. I, I think um, – the game script opportunity for DJ Moore versus Atlanta or versus the Lions excites me more than Kieran Williams' game script against Baltimore. I don't expect that to be a high-scoring game. Baltimore, they're healthy. They're coming off of a bye week. Uh, we, we could see the Rams kind of flatline here. They've been riding really high, a three-game win streak. So I'm less excited about Kieran Williams. I think my answer is DJ Moore. Uh, I would rank them as DJ Moore, Kieran Williams, Zach Moss. I just – I think – if there's a player that I think is going to get you 100 yards, it's going to be DJ Moore. If there's a player that I think gets you a touchdown, it's Kieran Williams. So uh, I usually am going to go with the safe floor here, and I think it's DJ Moore. Uh, I'm curious what other people in the chat think. Who are you playing here? DJ Moore, Kieran Williams, or Zach Moss? Uh, let's welcome Victor here and help him get some questions in. But I think I'm going DJ Moore here, man. <clears throat> Pick up Tyler Boyd and drop Michael Gallup. I'm fine with that. Um, Gallup has not been, it's a shame, man. I, I was super excited about Michael Gallup when he was kind of breaking out. He's had a, a, a bad, you know, run of injuries over the last two, three years. And, uh, he's just kind of losing himself in the Dallas Cowboys offense. And as good as the Cowboys are playing, the fact that he can't put up any fantasy points, like, I just don't think it's going to happen for Gallup. So I'd rather add Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Uh, please pick up your handcuffs. If not, I'll pick them up. Yes. Uh, handcuff season. Let's see if we can identify some handcuffs that might be worth picking up here. If I just filter by percent roster tab here, I'm going to go to the next page and find some guys that are really low owned here. Uh, Ty Chandler needs to be owned. Roshan Johnson. I'm still open to adding Jeff Wilson Jr. If anything happens to Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams is open to being picked up. Uh, Royce Freeman's the backup for Kieran Williams. I think Elijah Moore needs to be added in all formats. We know what that offense can do. And DeAndre Swift got hurt at the end of the game uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. So I think Kenneth Gainwell needs to be added in all formats. Uh, I do think Rico Dowdle needs to be added. Dearness Johnson. Maybe we see Leonard Fournette this, this week. I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is interesting if something happens to Isaiah Pacheco, but probably not. Uh, maybe Kendry Miller in super deep leagues, but probably not. Uh, and then Michael Carter, I'm interested in him. I think he's the number two in Arizona. And then Chase Brown's probably as low as I would go for backups. And then, hey, Brian Robinson hurt his hamstring in week 13. They're on by this week. We're not going to get any news or practice updates from the commanders. But there's going to be a chance that week 15 comes around. And we see that Brian Robinson does not practice next Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised. We're going to probably see Antonio Gibson and Chris Rodriguez get more run down the stretch, especially with the season loss for the commanders. Keep an eye out for Chris Rodriguez Jr. They got nothing to lose. They might as well see what the rookie can do. 
and, and Brian Robinson, he's been a good soldier all year long, but uh, we're looking at a lost season for the commander. So Antonio Gibson and Chris Rodriguez are two guys that I like to add. Uh, great breakdown. Hey, man, thank you. No, uh, We appreciate you hanging out with us. And Charlene says either Kieran or Moss. I think I think the, the safest answer is probably Kieran Williams in that question just because he's been so money. He's, he's just been so good all year long, and he's played in he's played well in tough matchups. If I pull up Kieran Williams' numbers here, uh, he played the Browns last week, 88 yards and a touchdown, 3 for 24. He still hit 20 fantasy points. So uh, if I'm changing my answer, I'm fine with Kieran Williams here. Uh, otherwise, I, I don't hate DJ Moore. Things looking up for me, uh, Zach Wilson, just named starter. <laughs> Um, well, Hey, if, if you're in super flex leagues, I, I don't, I don't hate Zach Wilson and Hey, you know, sometimes, you know, being humbled and being sent to the bench and, and getting some, some time to, to just get back into your mechanics and, and study film and not have to worry about being a starter. It might be good for him. It, it might be good for him. I don't hate the matchup. They're going to have to throw the ball, uh, in this one here against Houston. Maybe Zach Wilson can be a guy that throws two touchdowns. Um, Brandon Cooks or Tyler Lockett? Oof. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks here. Uh, I, I still like Tyler Lockett. It's just the matchup is tough. You also just have Brandon Cooks playing the worst defense right now for fantasy wide receivers. They've just been allowing so many fantasy points to the wide receiver position. They just allowed four touchdowns to the 49ers. They've been allowing multiple touchdowns all season long here. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks and hope for, you know, five for – 80 and a touchdown or something like that. <laughs> and hey, I, I, it's my job. It's my job to let the people know uh, what deep, disgusting running backs that we're adding before nobody else uh, adds them. Uh, we're in a one QB league this year. Has been a real. Oh no, Zach Wilson in a one QB league. Oh no. Um, man, I might prefer Aiden O'Connell. I might prefer. I might prefer Mitch Trubisky tomorrow night over Zach Wilson. Uh, I might prefer Desmond Ritter. Uh, that's tough. I'm, I definitely prefer Jameis Winston. If you can get Jameis Winston, I think that's the, probably the move. Uh, otherwise, I think I'm trying to avoid here. But, oh, no. Oh, no. If you could tell us, you know, we, we got a couple of minutes left in this stream here, uh, Brian. If you want to tell us any other quarterbacks that are out there, I, I'm looking at uh, – I'm looking at – you know, things here, we could maybe find one for you, but let us know if there's any other QBs available instead of Zach Wilson. We don't want to start Zach Wilson if we have to. Um, Palmer back. Hey, Josh Palmer's back, baby. But uh, I like Kenneth Gainwell a lot. I did see the Eagles report today. Um, DeAndre Swift wasn't on it, so I, I, I don't think he's in jeopardy of missing this week. I think... You know, maybe maybe DeAndre Swift's not the best player going forward. Maybe we see more Kenneth Gainwell now that perhaps an injury seal was broken with DeAndre Swift. Maybe he's rattled. I don't know. Um, I think Kenneth Gainwell, though, needs to be picked up. And uh, Jake Browning, man, I think I think he might be pretty fun the rest of the way. Um, interesting. Yeah, it depends on what uh, what league you play on and what what formats and what in. And I know his eligibility changes. I think for ESPN, basically you need to start at that position in order to get the the eligibility. So I, I don't know if he's available on ESPN, but Taysom Hill, man, wouldn't be a terrible QB start. 
David says he's already got JSN and Zay Jones as backups for wide receivers and HN and Camara. Okay. Nice backups. I like it. I like it. Zay Jones might be a starting fantasy receiver. Uh, I don't know about this week, though. Obviously, it's a tough matchup against the Browns. You have potentially C.J. Beathard throwing the ball. Uh, but either way, I think Zay Jones is worth hold, holding on the bench and seeing what happens uh, in a week or two when, when Lawrence does return. But uh, it looks like you got enough power here on your bench. Uh, Harris says pick two. Jalen Warren, Tyler Lockett, Keaton Mitchell, or Jacoby Myers. Uh, we're going to lock in Jalen Warren as the one. And then... The other ones, man, it, it does feel like we're playing kind of whack-a-mole here. Uh, I think Keaton Mitchell excites me the most just because we, we've seen him make big plays and he can take any play to the touchdown. Uh, Jacoby Myers, of course, had the big game before the bye week. He's of interest against the Minnesota Vikings defense, which we don't really – it's not a great defense. So, uh, to me, we're locking in Warren. Man, Tyler Lockett against the 49ers. It doesn't scream excitement to me. Uh, I think Jacoby Myers is also a gamble as well. I think I'm just going to play the running backs here in full PPR. I'm assuming Keaton Mitchell's going to come out and get 10, 12 carries, get two or three catches. And, you know, one of those plays, if he breaks it off for a 40 or 50 yard gain, I think that's what you're hoping for. So uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Warren and Keaton Mitchell. Um, Locking in Jacoby Myers, man. We'll see. Um, and yeah, the, the schedule's interesting. The schedule's interesting for the Philadelphia Eagles coming up. Uh, and him, who knows, man, like if DeAndre Swift were to miss time, I think we're all going to be asking, you know, do I start Kenneth Gainwell as my RB2 this week? You know, there's going to be a lot of those questions. But uh, either way, guys, we went the full hour. Uh, I'm going to answer uh, a couple more questions here before we get out of here. Brian says order rank and only available. Ritter, Winston, order I rank and only available. Ritter, Winston, Levis, Wilson, Bathard, Trubisky. Uh, to me, I, I'm going to roll the dice with Winston. I think the next best play would be Desmond Ritter. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers do allow a lot of quarterback points here. So to me, it's between those guys. But if no Derek Carr, I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. Uh, but I can't uh, I can't knock Desmond Ritter, who has rushing upside and a great matchup as well this week. Uh, Harris says, pick three, Spears, Conklin, Gainwell, Watson, or Hudson. I can't remember, but I don't think I don't think Derrick Henry was on the injury report today. So I think he's on track to playing, uh, which takes a little bit of the steam off Tajay Spears. This is a super deep league if you're starting three of these guys here. So I, th I think you have to probably play Tajay Spears in a game where they're favored to lose by 13 points. We'll lock in Spears. Uh, with Tyler Conklin, I'm going to play him because he's had good rapport with Zach Wilson. He is questionable this weekend, though, so I don't know if he's going to play. We'll monitor that. And then a uh, tough matchup for Gainwell against the Cowboys. I'm not super excited about that. Justin Watson kind of getting lost here. I might roll out Tanner Hudson. This is, this is such a hard question here, guys. I'll go Spears, Conklin, and Hudson. It's tough, though. Uh, and, yeah, Dearness Johnson on the bench. Thank you guys for hanging out. Everybody have a good rest of your evening. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. We'll do our regular Thursday night show, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll hang out uh, before the ugly Thursday night football game this week and get any practice reports and updates you guys need. But hey, take it easy. Enjoy the night. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Take it easy. Mm -hmm.